It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, November 8th. It is election day. Get out and vote. I said it yesterday. If you haven't already, get out and vote. Kentucky, Indiana, I think you've got till 6 o'clock tonight, this evening. And it's dark by 6 now, so get out in the daylight and do some voting. I will be uh, heading out directly after today's show to go to my local polling place on Hess Lane and cast my ballot. You should do the same. Eminem Cards Hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. That's how you can be a part of the conversation, or you can text me on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I hope you got out and got your free breakfast at Thornton's. If you haven't, you still have an opportunity to do so. You can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or the steak and egg burrito. Hello. That would uh, definitely be my choice. Any fountain drink, tea, Fitz Freeze, 20-ounce bottle soda, all you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member, download the app, the Thornton's app, become a member, the Refreshing Rewards app, excuse me, and register to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. That steak, egg, and cheese burrito is so filling. We talked about this Friday. Um, I haven't had an opportunity Yet to go get one, but but you did tell me you. I tell you, you talked it up. You got me excited. See, no, I I must have been talking about the sausage egg and cheese croissant. Oh, really? Because that's what I normally eat. But I splurged yesterday. Got the steak egg and cheese burrito. I was full for hours. Oh, okay. So, I'm on board. Try it out. Lots of steak. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line. As you can tell, Scooter Dingus is here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Well, when we left the show yesterday. I had told you that Frank Reich was fired as the Colts head coach, which was certainly not a big surprise. Then it got crazy. Jeff Saturday, never been a coach in the pros, never been a coach in college. High school coach, he was 3-7 and seven his last year as a high school coach. So that bodes well, Colt fans. Jim Irsay at a press conference, that dude's crazy. Now, I know he had a drinking problem, some uh, substance abuse issues in the past. He's clean now, supposedly. And I hope he is. But, man, I don't want a coach with experience. Well, you got two former head coaches on the staff, John Fox and Gus Bradley. How do you think they feel about that? Analytics overrated. Okay, analytics guys on the staff, put in your resumes elsewhere. It got nuts, and I think they want to lose. I think the bottom line is Jim Mercy is tired of fishing for a quarterback. He wants to draft a quarterback. It was a weird press conference. Jeff Saturday said all the right things. Jim Mercy was all over the map, and Chris Ballard, the GM, just sat there with his arms crossed, looking like a scolded child. I think the Colts want to lose the rest of their games, get as high a draft pick as they want, They've tried Carson Wentz. They tried Phillip Rivers before that. They tried Matt Ryan. It's just not working. Those are the guys that they went and got after Andrew Luck walked away from the game. And he took a shot at Luck yesterday, or say did as well. 
saying, well, you know, nobody else has ever had a generational quarterback just quit on them. Yikes. So we'll see what Jeff Saturday can bring. I don't know who's going to be the play caller. There's no offense coordinator on the staff because Frank Wright called the plays. Jeff Saturday is a former center, Peyton Manning's center in the back in the day. And you got the Raiders this weekend. That's interesting. Josh McDaniel, how, how bad is it going to lo- look if you lose to the Colts and Jeff Saturday in Vegas? Plus, Josh McDaniel took the Colts job and then backed out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, Josh McDaniel started his career 6-0, and and he's now 7-23. and 1 and 23 since then? That that can't be right because the Raiders have two wins this year. Oh, do they? Oh, well, that must be have been right. before Sunday. Oh, no, because no, no, they, they lost, lost Sunday. Sunday. They've won two games this year? No, they won Sunday. No, they lost. They, they lost did to lose. Jacksonville. Yeah, I they think got... they only have one win. All right. Research is optional on this show, but I guess, since Scooter wants to argue with me, <laughs> the Raiders are 2 and 6. Well, how about that? Yeah. Don't go to Scooter Dingus for facts. No, absolutely not. Or data. (laughs) But Josh McDaniel on the sideline, lose to the Colts. Just go ahead and lose to the Colts. That would be the greatest. The Colts hire a coach that certainly makes it look like they want to lose and get the highest draft pick possible, and they beat the Raiders. That would be great. Colts have the Raiders Sunday in Vegas. They then have Philadelphia the week after that. Good luck. Steelers at the Cowboys, at the Vikings, Chargers at the Giants, and then they finish with the Houston Texans. Not a lot of wins on that schedule. Maybe you beat the Steelers, maybe the Texans at the end of the year. All those other teams are over 500, except the Raiders, of course, this week. All right, I'll talk some more NFL. How bad is the Josh Allen elbow injury? The uh, The Bills are keeping it quiet. They're not saying a whole lot here, and I don't blame them because uh, he's your franchise. He got hurt in the last drive of the game, strip sack. He was trying to throw the ball. His arm got hit. It's the UCL nerve, the UCL ligament, maybe a little nerve damage, but they are being very quiet in Buffalo. Case Keenum is the backup for the Bills. And uh, let's see where the Bills are this week after they lost in New York, in New Jersey, to the Jets. Uh, as uh, as uh, Harry Doyle would say, oh, Christ, I can't find it. <laughs> I still can't find it. Buffalo, I know they play. But I, for the life, I looked that up for, oh, there you go. Hosting the Vikings. About to call you an old it man. It took me five tries scrolling up and down the, <laughs> the, the games to find that. That is not, don't, I should go now. Don't come to John Spears I for should facts just leave now. <laughs> oh, I, got, I found it. I didn't, look, I didn't give out inaccurate information. So I found the correction. I usually do, but I. I, I found it. It was six, he started out six and oh, he's seven and 23 cents. Ah, so he's 13 and 23. That still will get you a, um, Back in New England as an offense coordinator. Yes. Uh, so we'll see about Josh Allen. We start today, I guess we started 12 minutes ago, but I was going to start today with college basketball. 
All right, the fun for me yesterday was looking at these lines. Every line of a top, all top 25 teams were playing, all 25 of them. They were all at home. They were all favored. They were all playing non-Power 5 opponents, and every spread was double-digit. The closest spread was Auburn 12-and-a-half over George Mason. The Auburn Tigers covered. Six of the top 10 favored teams covered. Do you know what the uh, overall was in the top 25, Justin? What do you think? 15-and-10. Mm, 12-12-and-1. Wow. There was one push. That was San Diego State over Cal State Fullerton by 23. Kentucky covered. Indiana covered. The number one team in the country, North Carolina, struggled. They beat North Carolina Wilmington 69-56 to in Chapel Hill. Gonzaga put up 100 spot. Uh, Houston won by almost 50. Kentucky, easy win over Howard. Let's talk about the Cats here. Because they didn't have Oscar Shibway. They didn't have Severe Wheeler. Both guys are injured. Expected back. They're day-to-day like we all are. Damian Collins, of course, with his family after the sudden loss of his father last week. So they're missing three integral parts. But what they did last night is what we thought they might be able to do this year, and that's shoot the basketball. C.J. Frederick. Antonio Reeves, even Adu Thoreau, if that's, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, can shoot the basketball. Severe Wheeler, he's not going to shoot a bunch of threes. He's going to drive to the basket. Oscar Shibway, probably not going to shoot a lot of threes, although I expect him to shoot a few this year. And Damian Collins is not going to shoot three-pointers. When those guys are in the lineup, when Shibway and Collins are available, you're going to see a whole lot less of Lance Ware. You're going to see a whole lot less of the, uh, the rookie. On Yenzo? Uh, thank you. Uh, Gazundite. <laughs> <laughs> Who was great last night. He had four block shots. Uh, he certainly looks like a project. But you're going to have a lot less of those guys when Damian Collins and Oscar Shibway are available. The guards, that's where John Calipari's got to be licking his chops here. Because Antonio Reeves... Led the team with 22 last night. He was 6 of 12 from three-point land. He has played eight games in a Kentucky uniform. Four in the Bahamas, blue-white game, two exhibitions, and last night. He is just under 50% from three-point land. Transfer from Illinois State. We, We thought he could shoot. We knew he scored a lot of points at Illinois State. But does that always translate? He passed the eye test last night. It looks like it translates. C.J. Frederick, his best move last night was fake the three. Somebody goes flying by. He stepped inside the three-point line, nailed a jumper. Frederick had 20. He was two of five from three-point land last night. Kentucky shot 55%, 54.8 if you want me to be accurate. And 11 of 24 from three-point range, that's 45.8%. They did miss 12 free throws. By the way, Indiana missed nine free throws last night. You can't miss free throws against good teams. And everybody was guilty last night. Now, Lance Ware, God love him. If you're a Kentucky fan, he is so frustrating. Because... 
he is not an offensive weapon. He is not somebody that you're going to have to guard outside of two feet. He will give you as much hustle and effort as anybody on the floor. But he's not as talented. And when Sheboy and Collins come back, I don't know how much of the floor he's going to see. I understand why Calipari loves him. I get it. He lays it on the line. He's loyal. He's hung around when he probably could have gone somewhere else and played a lot more. But, man, he'll wear you out if you're a fan. He will wear you out. Missing layups, missing free throws. And then he'll make a great defensive play, get on the floor after ball, and you'll cheer like crazy. The freshman looked pretty good. Now, Tom Hart and Jimmy Dykes were on the call for the SEC Network last night. Um, I like Chris Livingston. If I had uh, stock in one of these two freshmen, I would pick Chris Livingston. Nothing against uh, the other dude. Yeah, Case and Wallace. Case and Wallace. I, I was looking it up. Yeah, I was stalling there. Case <laughs> and Wallace was great. Fifteen points, eight rebounds, nine assists. That's a really good stat line. Really good. Four fouls, two steals, two turnovers. And look, he had to do last night what he's not going to have to do during the year, and that's handle the basketball. When Severe Wheeler's healthy, he's going to bring the ball up the court. So, Kaysom Wallace was really good at something he doesn't have to be good at. And that was distributing the ball. He also got rebounds. He's going to do that all year. And he scored the basketball at the rim. He was 7 of 11 from the field, only took two threes, hit one of those. Chris Livingston, more of a slasher, more of a putback guy. He only took six shots. He made four, nine points, four rebounds. In 19 minutes. If I had to buy stock in one of these guys, I'm buying Chris Livingston. He's 6'6", 220. Kaysen Wallace is thick. 6'4", 193 according to the roster. I think he's closer to 205. He is a stud. He is a stickler defender. Athletically, I think Livingston's going to be the better player moving forward later in his career, probably at the next level, probably not at Kentucky. Kind of reminds me of a B.J. Boston, who was good at Kentucky. He's been fantastic in the pros. Tyrese Maxey, good at Kentucky, great in the pros. You only get one, when you're only there one year, it's hard to be great, unless your name's Anthony Davis. It's hard to be great. But a 32-point win over Howard, who's picked to finish third in their conference. That's pretty good, pretty good win without three, I'm going to call them starters. I don't think Collins will start. The starters, when the guys come back, are probably going to be Wheeler, Frederick, Shebway, Toppin, and take your pick, either Livingston or Wallace. One of those two. So... Reeves isn't going to start, but he's a microwave. He's Vinny Johnson. He's going to come in. He's going to jack it up when he's open. He is not afraid to shoot the basketball. And so far, early returns, he can really shoot the basketball. C.J. Frederick, first shot he took as a Wildcat yesterday. 
Airball, 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 three-pointer. And I mean, somebody opened the door because the wind got it. It was not close. But he was really good after that. Jacob Toppin, 15 points, 11 rebounds, double-double. I feel a lot better the closer he is to the basket. Now, he's got free reign. He only took two threes last night. But he's got free reign to do that. But he is such an unbelievable leaper, just like his brother. He went up and got one early in the game, offensive rebound, put it back. He had a, a monster dunk in traffic in the second half. He's got to get a haircut, all right? Got to get a haircut because you can foul somebody with that hair. I mean, you can. So Wear, wearing me out. Is that your old man? Get off my that lawn is, take. Get off my lawn <laughs> take. Most turnovers for the Cats last night was Antonio Reeves. He had three, but they only had 10 as a team. They turned Howard over 20 times. Um, it was a mismatch. You don't learn a lot from these games. We'll know more next Tuesday when they play Michigan State. Got to get ready for the Dukes now, the Duquesne Dukes. It's Duquesne, right? Duquesne. Yeah, okay. That's my Bob Dominey homage. Friday, 7 o'clock, SEC Network. I don't expect Shebway to play. I don't expect Wheeler to play. Um, Duquesne plays tonight, by the way. If you'd like to, I don't know, see Duquesne. Uh, let's see. The Dukes play Montana. I don't think that's on local TV. <laughs> Montana and Duquesne play tonight at 7 o'clock. And then Friday, the uh, Dukes come to Lexington. Duquesne comes to Lexington. All right, we'll take a break. Talk Indiana basketball on the other side. I'm sure Matt was all over this today. But I like this team. And I sure liked what I heard, since I didn't have it on TV, I sure liked what I heard and read about last night in Indiana's win over Moorhead State. All that and more, listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on The Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Justin Scooter Dingus Kalen is with me as always, Tuesday through Friday now. This is a regular gig now, right? It is, yeah. Get least, used to it. At least for a while. Mm. Nothing nothing is permanent. I don't, yeah, that's true. But I don't anticipate anything changing here in the near future. Do I sound happy about it? Not really. Oh, no, no, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Uh, M&M Cards Outlet is open 502-384-1450. 384-1450 is the number to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at 502-414-1450. Election Day, I'm going to remind you at the top of each segment, get out and vote. It is, uh, you know, you're not going to get arrested if you don't, but it is your civic duty to get out and vote. A lot of judges, I think in Kentucky, we're voting for the uh, governor. We're voting, uh, not the governor, we're in senator, mayor. Uh, got amendments you got to vote for or against. I'm not telling you which way to vote. How the heck do you vote on a judge? But get out and vote. Uh, I don't know. There's you, you find somebody you know. I got a couple that I know personally. So I'll just, just I'll vote for them. Hmm. That's it. 
and it's confusing sometimes because the ballot will say, "Hey, here's 14 names. You vote for three. Well, what if I what if I check four? What are they going to do? I don't know what they do. They throw it out. I guess they throw it out. Got to be careful. This is not one one v one here. This is not Kentucky versus Louisville. This is uh, it's like you're voting on the college football playoff. Pick your top four here, <laughs> and uh, that'll come up tonight. By the way, see that's a good segue. ESPN. I'm guessing around seven o'clock, seven thirty. Got matching tonight. Three Mac games in college football. I'm excited. I love I love election day. Election day football. You don't see it very often. You don't. But here we are. All right, Indiana beats Moorhead State, 88-53. By the way, Moorhead will host Bellarmine on Saturday. Louisville will host Bellarmine tomorrow night. So um, I don't know how good the Knights are going to be. They won the conference tournament, the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament last year. Uh, they're fun to watch. They, they run that. It's not a Princeton-style offense, but it's a whole lot of ball movement, not a lot of dribbling. Some back doors here and there, and they will wear you out. And uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm waiting to see what the spread on the Bellarmine-Louisville game is tomorrow night because now that the Knights are D1, we got spreads, baby. Well, you got it out. Uh, it's not out yet. No, what do you got it out? I got Louisville as nine. Okay. I was thinking eight. I'm going to go nine. Eight to five, somewhere in that. And range. I'm begging here <laughs> because the first two – Exhibition games, they have not. They have had periods of real bad basketball. Bellerman's got a lot of guys from Indiana. Yeah, Justin Betts uh, has been on the show before. He will. Uh, he'll. He's one of those guys taking his extra year and coming back and playing. Uh, yeah, they come over here. Scotty loves it over here, and mm-hmm. on the on the sunny side of Louisville, coming over here and stealing players away from IUS. He loves doing that. <laughs> Indiana 88, Moorhead State 53, 47-24 in the second half after the Hoosiers sort of were just trying to find their way and uh, scored some points late in the first half to take a 12-point lead at 41-29. Trace Jackson Davis is still Trace Jackson Davis. I don't care how you slice it. 15 points, 7 rebounds. Um, Jordan Geronimo, 10 off the bench. Tamir Bates, who I like a whole lot, had 9 off the bench. Race Thompson had 9. The freshman, Malik Renault. hello, welcome to the big time. 15 points, five rebounds. And what Mike Woodson has is a rotation. He has got a lot of dudes. Miller Cop got the start last night. All right, I like Miller Cop. I do. He played 22 minutes. He got the start with Race Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis. You got uh, – Xavier Johnson, who didn't put up big numbers, and, of course, another freshman, Jalen hood Shafino. Those guys started last night. You go to the bench, you got Jordan Geronimo, you got Renault, the freshman who had 15, Tamir Bates, Trey Galloway, Leal is still there. You got a whole lot of options now if that you didn't have before if you're Mike uh, – did I say Mike Davis earlier? I don't I hope, think so. I hope I didn't, if you're Mike Woodson. Indiana shot 61% from the field last night. And again, this is all tempered because you're the 13th ranked team in the country and it's a non-Power 5 opponent on your court. Same with Kentucky and Howard. Okay, That's just the way it is. You don't learn a lot, but you do learn a little bit. You learn who wants to play. And I think what we saw last night from Indiana is everybody's, everybody's in. They are all in, man. They are listening to the coach. 
And I think they realize if I don't, there's not playing time for me because there's a guy standing right next to me who's going to get in this game. Four of 11 on three, 16 assists for the Hoosiers last night. That's a big number. They turned over uh, Moorhead State 20, I believe it was 20 times. I looked earlier. Yeah, 20 turnovers for Moorhead State. When you get 16 assists and nine steals, those are numbers that nobody talks about right after the game. Uh, what, what do we shoot from the field? What do we shoot from three? How many turnovers? I want turnovers. But steals and assists, those are big. Indiana made, I want to get this right, so let me look, 36 field goals. They had 16 assists on those 36 field goals. That's pretty good, considering that you had a bunch of steal and dunks. As uh, I was listening, Don Fisher got tired of saying stuffs it. Uh, so 16 assists on 36 made baskets. You want 50%. That's not quite 50%, but against a team that turns it over a lot and gives you easy buckets, that's a pretty good number. Uh, these guys, they're going to share the ball, or Mike Woodson's not going to play them. It's really that simple. And now he's got guys that he can do that with. And he said last night, the veterans know what to expect out of me now. I know what to expect out of them. We understand each other. As soon as I can get the as the quicker I can get these freshmen on board with that, the better we're going to be. And it looked like he got them on board with it last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the freshmen are going to be big pieces. It's renew, by the way, renew for I two. I like Renault. Renew for two. Just I like Renault that. because there's a movie a star, a late movie star named Jean Renault, mm-hmm. and I loved him. He's great in anything he's ever in. He was in a couple of the Mission Impossible movies. Jean Renault. Renault sounds better. I'll I give know. you that. I'm going to call him Renault for for hopefully four years. But you heard it here first. Jalen Hudshavino will be in discussion for freshman of the year. Now, well, I didn't hear it here first because I've heard it before that. Um, well, you heard it here second. I heard third. it here second. Seven <laughs> points, two rebounds, four assists for Hudshavino. And uh, look, if you're if Mike Woodson's allowing you to start as a freshman, that tells me all I need to know. That tells me that he's got a lot of confidence in you. And I said this last year. Last year, this was the case. As Xavier Johnson goes, that's how this team is going to go. Trace Jackson Davis was going to get his. Race Thompson was going to get his. You can go through all the, the entire roster last year. If Xavier Johnson played well, they were going to win. If he didn't play well, they were going to lose. That's not the case anymore. He, I mean, look, you still want him to play well. He only had four points, three assists last night. A couple of turnovers, played 21 minutes in that game. Wood Shafino, by the way, for comparison, played 27 minutes. Renault or Renew? Yeah, I'm staring at you. Now I'm in your head. You're in my head now. Played (laughs) 17 minutes. So Xavier Johnson's going to lose some minutes here, and that's okay. That's okay. And he doesn't have to be the guy that he was last year. And when they were good last year, he was good. He wasn't great last night. He didn't do anything wrong, but he wasn't playing great. They took him out of the game, and they still expanded the lead. And that's what you're going to see this year with this team. I think they got a legitimate shot to win the Big Ten. Michigan, I watched a little bit of Michigan last night. I wasn't overly impressed. Look, Hunter Dickinson's going to be up for player of the year. I get it. He's really good. He's hard to guard. He shoots it with the wrong hand. Uh, because he's left-handed, no offense to all my Southpaw friends out there, but he's a guy that, that I mean, he, he does everything he's supposed to do, and he does it right, and if if I'm 
Michigan's coaching staff. I love everything about him. Um, but Trace Jackson Davis is just a better athlete. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Um, and I think Indiana watching last uh, watching Michigan last night. I think Indiana's got to be deeper from just from the numbers I saw. Uh, the Hoosiers now will play Bethune Cookman. Both Bethune and Cookman will show up Thursday night, Assembly Hall, 8.30 on the Big Ten Network, so I'll actually we'll get a chance to actually see the Hoosiers this week. Iowa, for a reference point here, beat Bethune-Cookman last night, 89-58, to a 31-point win for the Hawkeyes. So I expect, uh, what are you saying, 40? 40. 40-point 40 win. 40's a tough number. Baylor was the only 41-point favorite yesterday, 40 point or more. It was, they were 41, and they put up 117. <laughs> won by what, 54? They won by 64. 64, yeah. Um, 40's tough because once you get it to 30, 35, then, you know, guys quit playing defense. You got turnovers you don't expect. The other team, okay, you're up 38. There's, there's three minutes to go. We're going to cover this, and they knock in a couple of threes. And and my team doesn't care about scoring anymore. That gets tough. It's all about when you hit that initial number. If you hit the number early in the second half, it's you're likely going to hit. You think so? Yeah. I don't have a spread on that game yet. I can't wait, though. I'm very excited. Uh, Purdue gets underway tonight, by the way, in case uh, you're wondering, and I know, Scooter, that you are. The uh, Boilermakers are unranked. They will host Milwaukee tonight. Uh, 6.30 on Big Ten Network. Purdue is a 25-and-a-half-point favorite for Matt Painter tonight. You giving or you taking there? Against the Milwaukee, I'm going to call them the Brewers. I'd take fun. Purdue. Give the points. 12-12-1 last night, top 25. All right, let's talk about some of these top 25 games last night. Gonzaga beat North Florida 104-63. to Houston 83, Northern Colorado 36. Third-ranked Houston. Are you buying in on Houston? They got Sasser, who's probably the best guard in the country. If you look at the most most player of the year projections, you got Hunter Dickinson, you got Shebway again, you got Drew Timmy out of Gonzaga. You got a lot of big guys, Trace Jackson Davis. He's the only guard anybody's talking about is Sasser for Houston. Um, are you buying Houston as the third best team in the country? And by the way, a final four in Houston this year. I am, but Houston's one of those teams and they always have been for me that for whatever reason, I just do not believe in them. Is it, is it your intense dislike of Kelvin Sampson? Could that, could that see, be it? I don't, I don't necessarily dislike Kelvin <laughs> Sampson. I dislike what he did is now something perfectly legal. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just. I feel like they're that team every year that's going to get to the Elite Eight, and then they haven't done anything yet. It's kind of like Gonzaga. Like, I'm I'm never going to be a believer in Gonzaga until they get to a big conference. It's just how it is. Kansas ranked fifth, uh, defending champs, beat Nebraska-Omaha, 89-64. <laughs> to 64. There were some close games last night. TCU's ranked 14th in the country. They needed a buzzer beater. They trailed the whole game. And they beat Arkansas Pine Bluff seventy four to or seventy three to seventy two. Villanova had an early big lead. LaSalle came back. Villanova hung on eighty one. Well, they pulled away at the end eighty one to sixty eight. Uh, but most of these games, as you would expect, were blowouts. Illinois Big Ten fans beat Eastern Illinois eighty seven to fifty seven. Um. 
SEC fans, Tennessee beat Tennessee Tech 75-43, but it was close at the end of the first half. Duke over Jacksonville, 71-44. Jacksonville out of the Atlantic Sun as well. I'm sure Scotty Davenport was watching that game because he's got to play Jacksonville in the conference. And Bellarmine goes to Duke a little later on this month as well. So I'm sure uh, the John Shire era begins with an easy win over Jacksonville, although it wasn't that easy. I watched early in that game, Duke looked like they were so tense. They were so uptight. Uh, new, new, I don't know if they were waiting for Coach K to come through a door and yell at them. I don't know what was going on. But, man, they were missing layups and turning the ball over. And uh, once they calmed down, that's a pretty good Jacksonville team. I saw them a couple times last year at Freedom Hall against Bellarmine. They got some starters back. Uh, and that's what happens sometimes when you run into these teams that have seniors that have been through the wars and you're playing a bunch of freshmen that haven't done it before. Um, all of a sudden, you look up at the scoreboard, and it's like, well, we're only up six points with eight minutes to go. Oh, my gosh. But Duke pulled away, beat Jacksonville 71-44. to I will take a break. NFL talk on the other side. Lamar Jackson gets another win last night. How hurt is Josh Allen? And we will uh, tell you what to look for coming up this weekend in the NFL as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardiff. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow. His lock of the week did not go well this week. Oklahoma State got uh, rolled by Kansas. Can't trust him anymore. <laughs> Seven and three now, but he's lost two. Pretty much games. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Little Coach Scott Satterfield having his weekly press conference. Uh, the cards go to Clemson on Saturday afternoon, 3.30 ESPN. This Louisville team's won four in a row. They're plus seven. At least it opened at plus seven. I'm thinking about picking them. Am I crazy? Because their defense has – we've seen a transformation. And they are turning teams over. They are getting to the ball. They are tackling well, and Clemson has struggled with turnovers here lately. Before the the game against Notre Dame, I would say you were crazy. Yeah, but seeing what we saw out of Clemson on Saturday, I had Notre Dame. You're Saturday. not crazy. Notre Dame was. Oh, one I of my know picks. you did. Yeah, and LSU. Good job. Uh, those damn Tennessee Vols killed me. They <laughs> beat me out of four hundred. Or I would have won four. They didn't beat me out of four hundred. Uh, leave it to the Big Orange. Nothing sucks like a Big Orange. <laughs> All right, um, we'll talk more college football with Tony Burke tomorrow. Cats uh, home to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's lost 26 consecutive SEC games. Kentucky's a 17-point favorite in that one. Um, just and, and look, if you listen to the Kentucky KRC right here, KSR on the other channel, if you listen to any of those shows, you know the big talk right now is NIL. And how Mitch Barnhart is out of touch with NIL. Kentucky football lost a recruit yesterday, uh, a five-star recruit. He decommitted. And this is all about NIL and Kentucky not being uh, ahead of the game here, like all of these other schools are. Louisville's ahead of the game. They are ahead of the game. There are a whole lot of initiatives and collectives and 
and businesses that want to be a part of it. And and U of L is saying yes, come on in, let's let's get these guys in here. Pierce Clarkson is a prime example. The quarterback coming to Louisville next year. Kentucky better get on board. And I've heard a couple of people, T.J. Walker for one, Matt Jones for another, say Mitch Barnhart's done a great job at Kentucky, but he's dropping the ball here. And this is not something you're going to notice today or tomorrow, but a couple of months from now, let's see how many of these Kentucky players, these freshmen, best freshman class in Kentucky football history, hang around with the current NIL situation in Kentucky when they get offered more elsewhere and they've proven themselves as terrific football players. I'm talking about Dane Key. I'm talking about Barry on Brown. I'm talking about the big defensive lineman whose name escapes me, the, the, the nose tackle that's so good. If these guys start, start drifting away and heading elsewhere, there's only one place to look for the blame, and that's the Kentucky Athletic Department and the leadership there, which is not doing a whole lot of good leading on this NIL thing. Scooter, no comment? Wow. I mean, so I'm I'm kind of an old curmudgeon about the whole thing. Like this Get is off a, my lawn. This is a prime example of why I'd never wanted nil in the first place. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm a Kentucky fan, but just I, I knew it was going to become free agency of sorts, and if guys aren't happy and aren't getting their money, then they, they have the opportunity to go elsewhere. I, I just hate that. But if every other if other athletic departments are on board, yeah. you better you, get on board. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're gonna start losing all of a sudden. You're losing you're gonna be losing players and then you're gonna be losing games. And what happens when you lose games? Then you're gonna lose fans and support. And then Mark Stoops is gonna say there are greener pastures elsewhere mm-hmm. where I can get these guys to hang around because of NIL. And he's going to have plenty of offers to do so if he has because of what he's done in Kentucky. Well, I mean, his name's being brought up for Auburn. Yeah, they're going with Dion, right? Prime time. Come on, prime time on the planes. He I'm, said he wasn't going to leave. Yeah, I'm torn he told on his that. Kids, too. he wasn't going to leave. But I think when the when Auburn look, Deion Sanders doesn't need money. All right, Deion's a Hall of Famer. Uh. Got had a lot of speaking engagements before he became a coach. He doesn't need money, but he can, he can make a lot of money if he wants to become a head coach elsewhere. All right, Ravens beat the uh, Saints last night. My bad. I listened to the wrong people. I gave you the Saints plus one and a half last night. That was a huge mistake. They could have gotten beat by forty. Twenty-seven to thirteen was the final. Baltimore improves to six and three. Uh, Lamar and his team are now, I think, tied for first with the Bengals. They are. Well, no, they're 6-3. and three. They're a game ahead of the Bengals, uh, who are 5-4 and four in the division. The Browns are 3-5. and five. This looks like a two-horse race in the AFC North, but a big win for the Ravens. They're 6-3, and three and they've lost two games where they had 17-point leads in the fourth quarter. So, it's the opposite of the Raiders. Now, they don't have Bateman. Rashad Bateman's out for the year. I tell you who was great last night, and it's one game. Roquan Smith, who they brought over from the Bears, the linebacker, he was all over the field in the Superdome last night. He was great. Uh, Saints fall to three and six. Andy Dalton still Andy Dalton. Uh, Alvin Kamara only had thirty yards rushing. Credit the Baltimore defense. It look, Baltimore defense has been terrible all year. 
They were unbelievably fast last night, and I give that, I attribute that mostly to Roquan Smith. He changed everything when he lined up in the middle of that defense. Lamar was 12 of 22, 133 yards and a touchdown. He also ran 11 times for 82 yards. Kenyon Drake, 93 yards and two touchdowns on the grounds, on the ground, on the grounds, and the Ravens. Uh, as I mentioned, improved to 6-3. and three. They will have a bye this week. So do the Bengals, by the way. So they're just going to be sitting back waiting for Week 11 to show up. Jets and Patriots are the other two teams on a bye this week. Thursday night football. If Al Michaels had a do-over, would he go to Amazon? I know they give him a lot of money, him and Herb Street. They got Atlanta and Carolina this week. You're saying because of the games? Uh, because of the quality or lack of quality of the games they've had. If you're Al Michaels, do you say, you know what? Sunday night football wasn't that bad. Do you do a do? Do you have a do over here? Because it's been awful. I, I mean, I don't know that if you're broadcasting on that level, does does do the games really matter? I mean, Atlanta, Carolina, we can we can sit here and joke on it all we want, but. Al Realistically, Mi- might be a good game. Al Michaels has complained during games oh, really? about how that. bad the games have been. Um, and plus, here's another thing. Thursday night, last week, Houston-Philadelphia game five of the World Series. Maybe it was game four. I think it was, it was game five. Game five. Yeah. Houston-Philadelphia NFL game going on at the same time. If you ever want to see if baseball is done, then put it up against an NFL game as far as TV viewership is concerned. The baseball game, World Series, crushed, crushed the Eagles and Texans. Really? Which would, would normally shock me. Part of the problem is it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, you can look at it and you can say, okay, the Eagles were 7-0. and The Texans had one win. Okay. Everybody's going to watch. It's a World Series. Come on. But it was like 12 million viewers to 1.5 million. Hmm. It was a blowout. It wasn't even close uh, in favor of baseball. And I can't tell you the last time we've said that. But it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, I have... My wife loves Amazon Prime. I, I I got the bill in the mail today. She loves Amazon Prime. <laughs> and I do too. So Amazon Prime, this comes with our Prime subscription. But if you don't have that, you you didn't have a choice to watch the NFL game. And that's another reason I think Al Michaels is going, hey, man, what am I doing here? I had, a, I had it made. I was on NBC Sunday Night Football with Chris Collinsworth and Herbie. Herbie's got to go from Thursday night football, get on a plane, figure out where he's supposed to land for college game day. Then he leaves college game day normally to go do a game somewhere else. Sometimes it's the same place he's at, but most of the time he's got to go somewhere else to do a game. The dude's getting a lot of air miles. But no, it's hard to watch the game on Thursday night, and it's impossible if you don't have Amazon Prime. You have to pay for it if you want it. And now Atlanta, Carolina this week. Yikes. The Falcons dropped behind uh, with their loss this week. They dropped uh, – they're tied with Tampa Bay for first place 
in the NFC South at four and five. Saints are three and six. Panthers are two and seven. It's a divisional game. <laughs> oh gosh, Falcons four and five is better than I thought they were going to be. Same, but Buccaneers four and five. Saints three and six. Not good. Not good. Not good, Bob. So Atlanta, Carolina this week. Atlanta on the road is a three-point favorite. By the way, unders are killing in the NFL. Killing it. And you know I hate betting unders. So unders are killing me. Man, that Green Bay-Detroit under was the easiest bet of all time. (sighs) 49 and a half. But don't you at some point expect Aaron Rodgers to break out? I know he's got to have receivers. Aaron Jones gets hurt early in the second half. He's out for the game. But before even before that, Green Bay put up a big old goose egg in the first half. They're three and six. Are they done? I think so. I'm done with the mindset that Rodgers will find his gear yeah. and, and start playing well. I mean, I've done that. I've done that whole song and dance for eight weeks now. They got Dallas this week in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy coming back to Green Bay, the former Super Bowl winning coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Dallas on the road. Dallas defense is great. Uh, Dak's back. Five-point favorites over Green Bay. Who you like? Oh, give me Dallas. On the road, it's a it's one of those tricky numbers where Vegas goes, we want everybody to bet Dallas, so we're going to make it five. Green Bay just lost to Detroit by six. Dude, I know. I know. That, that line makes no sense. But they're back home, over under 43. You going to touch that one? Dallas got Ooh, great defense. I'm not touching that. Probably under if I was if I had a gun to my head. All right, let me grab my gun here and put it to your head and see what you say. <laughs> Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Germany Sunday, 9.30 a.m. on the NFL Network. Seattle, one of the surprises of the season, 6-3. and three. They got a game-and-a-half lead over the Niners in the NFC West. And then you got uh, Tommy and Tampa. As I mentioned, 4-5. and five. This is a Tampa Bay home game, by the way, in uh, in. German in Berlin. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorite. Uh, is Tommy back after that last drive no. on Sunday? Nope. Yeah, it's hard to hard to say he's back. Tampa Bay has the second most drop passes in the league this year. So I don't want to blame Tommy completely. But um, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, these guys gotta hang on to the football. And Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, question mark? Yes. He's been great for Seattle. Absolutely great. Game of the week, still Minnesota-Buffalo. If Josh Allen plays, 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins taking his shirt off, putting the gold chains on on the plane. I could do without that. (laughs) It is a 1 o'clock game, and he's usually good at 1 o'clock. Tony Burke joins me tomorrow. We'll break down Bellarmine at Louisville tomorrow and get his lock of the week. It needs to be a lock this time. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage, the big guy.